0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting for you. Have you been waiting for me? Today, we're going to return to James chapter 1. We started a brand new series. I'm so enjoying this verse-by-verse study of James chapter 1, where we are discussing how to determine what God gives and never gives. You need to know what God gives and what God never gives. And the subtitle says Biblical Guidelines to help you know what to receive and what to resist. You need to know what you're supposed to receive and you need to know what you're supposed to resist. It's really very simple to know. And when you know what you should receive and what you should resist, then it totally changes your prayer life and your position of faith. This really is a revolutionary series And my friends, I want you to have it. And you can order it by going online or by giving us a call. And it comes with a marvelous study guide. Read it while you see it or hear it and really get this teaching down deep inside you. This is teaching you need to get inside you. It is life-changing teaching. And you ought to order one for somebody else. Everybody needs this kind of teaching. And right now, we're also offering you my book, which is called A Life Ablaze, 10 Simple Keys, to living on fire for God. The back of the book says, do you struggle to keep the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in your heart with the same fiery intensity as the early days of your walk with Jesus? Do you feel like only a few glowing embers remain and even those are growing cold? If any of these questions describe you, it's time to stoke the fire within so it never stops burning brightly in your heart. And this book will tell you the 10 fuels you need to inject into your spirits will furnace So you keep burning brightly for Jesus now and all the way to the end of your life. You're supposed to go out in a blaze of glory and this book will help you stoke the fire and become burning brightly again. So I want you to order yours today. And again, you can order this by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry and a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports our ministry. Immediately, we will send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. It may look small, but wow, This book is powerful, and we send it to every person who becomes a partner with our ministry, along with my book called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. You can. You can live in this combat zone. You can survive, thrive, and overcome there if you know how. And that's why I want every partner to have this book. So the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you both of these books as our way of saying welcome to our family. And please remember that if you need prayer, ring us right now. We're waiting for the phone to ring. Or send us your email. And the moment it shows up in the inbox, we're going to read it, pray over it, release our faith for God to move mightily in your life. My friends, we believe in prayer and we know what it means when we need somebody to pray for us. So when you reach out to us, we understand we have compassion for you and we have faith to get into agreement with you for God to do something really tremendous in your situation. But I'll be back in just a moment.
1: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
0: Hey, today we're going to return to James chapter 1. It's going to be so rich. So reach for your Bible, reach for a piece of paper and something to write with, because today I believe you're going to want to take notes. But we're going to return to James chapter 1, and today we're going to begin in verse 2. But remember, James is writing to believers that have been scattered like seed all over the eastern lands of the Roman Empire due to persecution. And they're wondering, did God permit this or is this from some other source? And they're really struggling. And because James is the leader of the church in Jerusalem, they're writing to James with their questions. And now he's responding to them and encouraging them in their faith. And listen to what he says in James chapter 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall Into divers temptations. The word "when" in Greek is what we call the subjunctive. It's the Greek word "hotan," but it really means "when," and it indicates this is something that will probably take you off guard. That's why we call it an attack. If you knew it was coming, you could circumvent it. This word "when" means when moments come to all of us when we did not expect something to happen that was detrimental or an attack. And James says it's very important for you to make a decision to count it all joy. And we saw that that word count, the Greek word hegeomai, it is a predetermined decision. I don't care what happens to me, what comes my way, I'm going to stay on top of it. I'm going to move in joy. And we saw that the word joy is the Greek word kera from the Greek word kairos, which means this is not happiness. This is not an emotion that is fleeting or affected by outward circumstances. Because it is from the word kairos, it describes a deep work of God's grace inside our heart that works in our life regardless of what's going on around us. And James says, you need to make a choice to take a deep dive move beyond your emotions, go down to the pit of your stomach where the grace of God will produce the strong current of joy in your life regardless of what the enemy is trying to do to you. And my friends, when you make a decision for joy, you're making a decision to walk in victory. And that is why he compelled them to make this decision when... Again, the Greek word hotan, the subjunctive in Greek, you don't know when it's going to happen. It might take you by surprise or off guard, and that is why you have to make a predetermined decision before it happens. It doesn't matter what comes my way, I'm going to stay on top of it. And he says, Count it all joy when you fall. We saw this word fall is the Greek word. Peri Pipto ya. It's a compound of two words, the word peri, which describes a circle or something that surrounds you, and the word pipto, which means to fall head first. But when you compound the two words together, this does not describe a small problem, but rather an all-encompassing problem. It's the picture of a person that has head first fallen into a ditch of some kind or into some kind of problem. Now he's brushing off the dirt and looks around to see how bad the situation is. And Perry, he sees he's surrounded by this thing on every side. He's deep in the middle of a problem. And the only other place... This word peripipto is used in the New Testament. It's in Luke chapter 10, verse 30, where it was used by Jesus. It says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down to Jerusalem, to Jericho, and fell among thieves. Fell among is this word peripipto, which is translated fall in James chapter 1, verse 2. And Jesus said, He fell among thieves. And what did the thieves do? Which stripped him of his raiment, wounded him, and departed leaving him half dead. which lets us know James is really talking about problems so severe that they wound you, they strip you, and they nearly leave you half dead. But even while the attack is on, you have already made the decision, I'm going to get through this thing because I am choosing to dive deep into a deeper current that moves inside me that is not moved by my exterior situation, and I'm going to come through this thing. It is a current that will carry you to victory through anything that you're dealing with in your life. And that is why James says to his readers, my friends, you have to choose joy, especially in light of all these things that seem to be afflicting you. And then he says, when you fall into divers temptations, that word divers, the Greek word, poikilos, which means divers. It describes something that is variegated or something that is diverse. It is the very word used in the Septuagint version of the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 37 to describe Joseph's coat of many colors. So you could translate this variegated temptations, temptations that come in many colors. And it means temptations and trials come in all sizes, all shapes. Don't think they're all going to be alike. But whatever the devil sends our way, we have within us whatever we need to overcome any attack. Say amen. We have it. The greater one lives in us. But wait, Then in James 1, verse 2, he calls them divers temptations. The word temptations, here's the Greek word peradzo. I'm going to read to you from my notes. It means to test, to try, or to tempt, to cause one to fail, to falter, or to stumble, or to bring about destruction. It depicts a calculated test to bring about failure, it was used to denote the actions of the devil the tempter when Jesus was in the wilderness or of the Pharisees and The Sadducees, for example, when Jesus was in the wilderness, the devil brought a calculated test against him to destroy him. Or when you read the Gospels, you find that this word pirazzo is used to describe the Pharisees and Sadducees who were testing Jesus, trying to ensnare him in his words and destroy him and to take him down. This test is not from God. This is a temptation designed to destroy you and you are to stand against it. That's why you need to know what comes from God and what does not come from God. And when something has come to destroy you and to make you fail, that is not something sent from the Lord and you are to resist it and to stand against it. And you have the power to do that because the greater one lives in you. And then when you come to James chapter one, verse three, he says, knowing this, oh, that is so powerful in Greek. It's what we call a participle, which means you would translate it knowing, 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 always know it, know it, know it, know it, never lose sight of it, never forget it. What is it that we are to know and know and know and know and never forget and never lose sight of knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Hmm. The word trying well, that's the Greek word dokimazo. Dokimazo, ay, ay, ay. That's a pretty rough word. The word dokimazo pictures the process of testing a product. Listen to me. It pictures the process of testing a product to see if it can live up to its reputation, to determine the quality of a thing, to determine if a product or claim is as good as it is asserted to authenticate or to prove, or it denotes the process of authentication. For example, when a new product has been tested before it's released to the public first, it is tested to see if it can live up to the advertisement. Can it really live up to the boast or to the claim that's being made about it? And here's what we find. When you move into a position of faith and you begin to declare things by faith, for example, I'm going to walk in divine health, the enemy hears that. And the enemy says, wow, that's quite a claim. I think I'm going to try that person to see how serious they are. I'm going to see if I can break them and pull them down. Can I get them to back off of their faith confession? Or maybe you have confessed, I'm going to be a giver and God is going to bless me financially. You began to give and suddenly you came under attack. You had a win moment in your life. It was not expected, but here it came and the enemy is trying to test you to see if you're really going to live up to your claim. And my friend, when he comes to test you, that is your moment to prove your faith. And that's what the verse says. The trying of your faith worketh patience. Oh, this is supernatural. The word worketh is the Greek word kat ergazomai, from the word kata, which describes something coming from the top all the way to the bottom. The word ergazomai means to work. But when you compound the two words together, the Greek word worketh cat ergerdzemai, describes something working from the top all the way to the bottom. And here is what we find. The enemy comes to try you. He comes to test you. He comes to see if he can break your confession and get you to move off your position of faith. But that test becomes your opportunity to prove. And in fact, in James 1, 3, where it says, knowing this, the trying of your faith, an alternative translation really can be the proving of your faith. That test becomes your opportunity to prove. It is the equivalent of saying, all right, devil, you want to know what I'm made out of? I'm going to show you what I'm made out of. And when we make the choice to resist, and to repel the attack and to dig in our heels and to stay in our position of faith, God joins himself to us and something supernatural happens, almost like a chemical reaction. This verse says, the trying or the proving of our faith works. Patience suddenly supernaturally from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet, working from the top all the way to the bottom. Something begins to work all the way through us as God joins himself to us and he releases in us what this verse calls patience. Well, nobody wants patience, but really this is a very poor translation the word patience here is the Greek word hupomane. Ay, 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 Listen to what it means. It pictures one who defiantly sticks it out regardless of pressures mounted against him. Staying power. One man calls it hang in there power. It is the attitude that holds out, holds on, outlasts, and perseveres, and hangs in there, never giving up, refusing to surrender to obstacles, and turning down every opportunity to quit. It pictures one who is under a heavy load, but refuses to give up or to surrender. And it is a compound of two words. The word hupo pictures one that is under something very, very heavy. The word meno is his resolve. It means I stay, I abide, this is my spot. When you compound the two words together, it literally means this is my spot. I don't care how heavy it is, how hard the assault is, I'm not surrendering, I'm not budging, I'm not flinching. If anybody's gonna move, it's the devil that's gonna move because I refuse to give up. I'm gonna turn down every opportunity to quit. This is my spot and I am not budging. How would you like a dose of that? Wow. And according to James 1, 3, when you prove your faith, the enemy comes to try. He comes to test you, but it becomes your moment to authenticate, to prove that your faith is genuine, that your confession is real. And when you push back and repel that attack is the moment that God joins himself to us and fills us with Hupomene, stain power, hang in their power. It is the divine power to last longer than the assault and to maintain your territory or your boast. That is so powerful. And in fact, Hupomene is so powerful, the early church called it the queen of all virtues. That's what they called it. They were under a great assault, but they knew if they had this, It was not a question of if they would win. It was simply a question of when they would win because they had within them, hupomene, endurance, the ability to outlast it all. That is so powerful. Then in James 1, verse 4, it goes on to say, but let patience have her perfect work. That word work is important. It tells us it's real work to stay in a place of faith. And if you feel like you're just working and working and giving it all to stay in a place of faith, well, the Bible calls it work. Let patience or let endurance have its perfect work that you may be, listen to this, perfect and entire, wanting nothing. How would you like to be that? Perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The word perfect, the Greek word teleon, It means mature or one that has graduated from one realm to the next level. When you stand in faith and use your faith, it develops you, it takes you to a higher level. The word entire is a Greek word that literally means possessing everything allotted to it by inheritance. It depicts a family or an individual who possesses everything originally allotted to him or them by inheritance. One who hasn't lost anything but possesses all of his inheritance, and here it describes everything you have inherited in Jesus Christ, which includes healing, deliverance, prosperity, peace, joy, healthy relationships, and so many other blessings. When you stand in a position of faith and refuse to move, you have in your possession, what you need to retain everything that belongs to you because you are a child of God. In fact, it goes on to say wanting nothing. It's amazing. A form of the Greek word lepo, which describes no deficiency of any kind. You will absolutely be complete. Now, you might say, well, Brother Rick, I've been standing in faith and standing in faith and standing in faith, and I still haven't received, I've done everything you've said so far today, and I still haven't received my manifestation. I'm still under attack. Please tell me, why isn't it working? Well, James was a pastor, and they were asking James the same question, and he gave them the best pastoral advice any pastor could ever give, and it is in verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, ask God. (laughs) Ask God. God is obliged to answer your question. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, that word lack, again, the Greek word "lepo" describes a deficiency. The word wisdom, a form of the Greek word sophos, which describes wisdom not naturally attained. If you need a revelation, if you need to hear from God, ask the word ask is the Greek word, haiteo, which means to demand. And it is used to describe a child who asks what belongs to him from his parent, which means as children of God, we have a right to ask even to demand that God tell us why our faith doesn't seem to be working. And if you're doing everything we've already talked about and still you're not having victory, then you have a right to say, God, Father, I want to know why is this not working for me? Let him ask of God. Okay, here's the clincher. The word of is the Greek word para. The word para means alongside And here is the one requirement that God makes. God will tell you anything you need to know, but he's asking para that you come alongside of him. He wants you to get right up next to him. And if you'll get right up next to him and allow his glory to shine on you, he'll answer your question and he'll show you other things too. And you will find out he is not the God of the clenched fist. He's the God of the open hand. He's not saying, I have the answers you need, but I don't know if I'm going to answer you. Beg. Come on, beg a little more. Instead, he's the God of the open hand. He's just wanting you power to come right alongside of him. He'll open his hand. He'll answer it all. And that's why verse 5 goes on to say, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that Giveth, and the Greek literally says, Ask of the giving God. He is the God that giveth, and in fact, James says, He giveth to all men liberally, liberally. Wow, Wow. and upbraideth not. That word upbraideth means He doesn't nitpick, He doesn't point out all of our failures and faults. Some people are afraid to get near to God because they're afraid God's going to tell them everything bad about them. But if you get next to God, God's glory will shine on you. It will reveal lots of things in your life that needs to change. But God will open his hand. He will not punish you. He will not reprimand you. He will say, I'm your father. You're my child. Here is what you need to know. He will answer us without being nitpicking and upbraiding us at the same time. He just needs us, para, to come alongside. And if we'll do that and fulfill that one requirement, God will show us everything we need to know about why our faith doesn't seem to be working. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you.
1: Is it difficult for you to figure out what God gives and doesn't give? For example, do you wonder if God ever permits tragedy? Has someone ever told you that God has allowed bad things to happen to you? And if bad things have happened to you, how can you resist them, overcome them, and get back on track again? All of these questions are answered in this five-part series, How to Determine What God Gives and Never Gives. In this series, Rick Renner also teaches you how supernatural joy will empower you to make it through difficult circumstances, how endurance will help you hang in there until you receive what you need from God, how to know if you're in doubt or if you are asking in faith, available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. This series will revolutionize your thinking about what God gives and never gives. In addition to this teaching series, you can also purchase the book, A Life Ablaze. In this powerful book, Rick lays out everything you need to live an intimate, uncompromising life and stay on fire with the Holy Spirit's power for years to come. Don't delay in ordering your copy today because it will help you throw the right fuels into your fire to get you burning again. Order your copy of A Life Ablaze today for only $18. Don't miss this special offer, this series, How to Determine What God Gives and Never Gives, and the book, A Life Ablaze. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends,
0: this is Rick Renner. I want to give you a good report. It is amazing, but we just signed the papers to purchase our new building in Tulsa, a new headquarters for our ministry. We've been in the same location for years and years and years, and we have outgrown it. And because so many people are reaching out to us for more teaching and for prayer and for ministry, we need more space so we can effectively minister to them. And at the same time, we're constructing our studio in Moscow where we're going to be filming the most wonderful Bible teaching programs that touch people all over the world. But the only reason we're able to do all of this at one time is because of people like you that are members of our giving team and because of your gifts. We're able to do this in Tulsa. we're able to do this in Moscow. And my friends, I want to remind you that it's not about the buildings. No, no, no. It's about people that need to be touched. We just need space so that we can minister to them. And I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the giving team and remaining a part of the giving team as we get the buildings ready and put up walls and get ready to produce programming. And to minister to people all over the face of the planet. And if you're not a partner and a member of our giving team yet, please become a part of our team today.
1: Pastor Rick's heart is just to get the message of the gospel out there. And because he is absolutely a man after God's own heart, when God says, Do this, he says, Yes. I know that we're going to have substantial growth just because. That is Pastor Rick's vision. Pastor Rick's heart is for people, and that's why he always says call
0: in for prayer because he's sincere and he means it, and we do too.
1: We're all very honored and humbled. It's just been a wonderful thing to see the growth that has happened because we know the growth comes with people's lives being changed, and that's what our heart is about. These are the end times that we're living in, and there are a lot of new believers. There are many people wonderful. It's wonderful to hear that, um, coming to coming to know Jesus for the first time. And um, I'm so thankful that we have the tools and the resources available, ready for them when they need it. We're just privileged to get to lend our gifts and our touches to written communication from this ministry.
0: Oh, my friends, we have covered so much information today, really revelation, about how to stay in faith and how to get answers from God if it doesn't seem our faith is working. And God wants to give us the answers that we need. But I want you to order the whole series, which is called How to Determine What God Gives and Never Gives Biblical Guidelines to Help You Know. What to Receive and What to Resist. Please order yours today, and it comes with a marvelous study guide. Read it, listen to it, see it, get this teaching down deep inside you. You need to be able to draw the line and say, that's from God, that is not from God. You need to know what to receive and what to resist, and this series will really give you what you need to know. And we're also offering you right now my book called A Life Ablaze, Ten simple keys to staying on fire for God to the end of your life. And please give us a call or send us your email so we'll know how to pray for you. But Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you've made things so clear in your word. You've told us, Lord, how to get into a place of faith. Thank you that you join yourself to us and release in us divine endurance to make it through every attack. Oh, Father, we thank you. Help us to repel. Oh, we thank you, Father, that this endurance will carry us through in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Tomorrow when we come back, we're going to pick up right here. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8, verse 4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power.